Hey everyone, um, thanks for joining me today. I'm super excited to dive into this topic of stress and the gut. So in this video today, I'm gonna to be talking about the impact of stress on your digestion and how much it impacts your food sensitivities and really triggers and flares up um, digestive symptoms. So I think this is super, super important because so often we're looking towards food, which is also an, a super important piece to figure out, but it's not the only piece in healing from food sensitivities and really taking control of your digestive symptoms and finding lasting relief. There are other things that show up toxic in the body and that can cause inflammation and can have just as big of an impact, if not um, a greater impact than some of the foods we're eating. So obviously, if you really react to something, you know, you want to look into that. We want to figure out your foods and what your individual food sensitivities are. That's a super important piece. But the next thing in line to that, in my opinion and from my experience, is looking at stress and figuring out how to minimize stress in your life, but also manage unavoidable stressors because everything can't be avoided, obviously. There's a lot of stress in today's world. Um, so in talking about this, I want to talk about a few of the reasons why stress impacts our gut so much or how it impacts our, our gut, rather. Um, so one thing that happens with stress and with all the inflammation that it creates in our body and in our gut um, is that it impacts the microbial balance. And so what this means is that it upsets the balance of the good and bad bacteria in the gut and really makes space for those pathogenic or disease-causing um, bacteria to take over. These are the guys that really wreak havoc, and so many of us with food sensitivities, probably most of us, have a... Um, have an imbalance in these good and bad bacteria. So we need the good guys to outweigh the bad guys and not that the bad guys can't be there at all. Um, but if they are overgrown and are taking up more real estate in the gut than they should be, it can cause so many problems um, as far as things leaking into our bloodstream, us not properly digesting foods or breaking them down. You know, those good bacteria really help us to break down the food that we eat and really take in nutrients and, um, and use the food, utilize the food that we're eating in the way that we need to. And so when that is off, um, it can be very problematic and lead to more and more food sensitivities as time goes on. So um, that's one way that stress impacts the gut. Another way is via the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is that major highway between your brain and your gut. And this is a super important to be thinking that thing to be thinking about with food sensitivities um, and with any issues with digestion or gut health. The vagus nerve is often involved. So this nerve not only connects the gut to the brain, but it also turns on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the system that allows us to be in a state of rest and digest. So the sympathetic nervous system is the opposing system. And that system, when it's stimulated is going to, or turned on, is going to keep us in that place of, of fight, 
flight freeze, you know, really being in a heightened state and not being able to come down and relax and, um, and feel calm and settled in our bodies. It also prevents us from digesting. So we need to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, that system of rest and digest to actually physically digest our food. So if you're stressed and you're trying to eat a meal and you notice you're not digesting it well, it could be the food you're eating, but it could also be that you're in a stressed state and that you're not able to access that, that state of rest and digest and actually physically break down and digest your food the way that you need to. So um, mindfully eating and you know practicing some deep breathing or some other stress, stress management techniques before you eat is a really good habit to get into. Um, there's so much more that happens with the vagus nerve. I won't be able to get into all of that, that today, but you know, for those of us who have chronic food sensitivities, ongoing digestive symptoms or digestive related symptoms, you know, as you know, it can be brain fog, anxiety, skin issues. There's so many other things that can be caused um, by the gut not being in a good place and not being able to digest our food well. But there's so many other um, ways that the vagus nerve plays into the health of our gut and our ability to manage stress. And so these th these two things are super um, connected. When we are in a state of stress and we really carry around that chronic st stress and tension, which let's be real, it's pretty easy to do these days. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much in our busy lives that we each have to have to navigate and deal with and manage. And, you know, it's pretty easy to stay in that, in that heightened state. But when we have, when we're there all the time and we end up with dysfunction in this vagus nerve and the gut and the brain connection are thrown off, it can increase our anxiety. But also this is the, this is the nerve that, that innervates or provides that nerve, um, that nerve connection from the brain to your digestive organs. So another way that this impacts our digestion is um, by that innervation or that ele you know that electrical connection that our nerves provide to each of your organs of digestion. So this is a super, super important nerve to think about, super important. And anything you do to relax and be in a calm state will help support this nerve. It will help tone the vagus nerve and really um, can make a big difference in how the nerve functions. So really good things to be thinking about and to look into if you're, if you're on a healing journey and really trying to take control of your food sensitivities. Um, so as we've already said, when we're in a state of stress, stress really shows up as a toxin in the body, just like an inflammatory food or a food that doesn't serve you well would cause inflammation, stress cause inflammation and toxins and then, and the body and the digest the um, detox pathways, you know, your liver, your kidney, your colon, like all these areas that really help us to process out toxins have to deal with this extra inflammation that's created from stress. So all this inflammation kind of builds up in our system. It may be like a chronic low-level inflammation. You know, for a lot of the people I, I talk with and work with, these things aren't showing up on tests. They're told they're fine. Everything's okay. None of your tests are coming back. We, we don't know what's going on with you. You have a diagnosis of IBS, which is just, you know, the bowel is irritated to some extent. Um, but this inflammation, this ongoing inflammation, 
can really wreak havoc on not only the good microbes, but also the intestinal lining. And when this happens, those junctions that prevent things from getting into our bloodstream don't open and close the way they're supposed to. You know, maybe they still open, but then they stay open. That's the most common scenario. They don't come all the way closed. And so things can leak into our bloodstream. And this is, this is what you were talking about when you hear the term leaky gut or intestinal, increased intestinal permeability. It means things are coming through that lining and getting into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. So how that relates to food sensitivities is that our immune system then responds to those foods as if they're a foreign invader, like they're not supposed to be there. We build up antibodies and, um, and we can end up with more food sensitivities as time goes on. So, you know, the work that I do and what is so important is kind of getting the message out there that like, that there's all these different areas that we can work with to help our body heal. You know, we can figure out the food piece. We can really dive into what foods are serving you and what foods are triggering your symptoms. That's really important and a great first step. We also need to look at the stress and how this stress shows up as a toxin in the body and what's happening with that that elevated level of inflammation that so many of us carry around. And, you know, if our bodies are showing symptoms, we're probably not handling the food we're eating, the stress, um, you know, maybe environmental toxins and these other things that, that really put a lot of stress on our gut. We're probably not handling those real well. Our bucket is full, we're overloaded, and we really need to do things to bring that back down. So stress management is so important and um, really important not only for healing but also for maintaining good gut health so as we work with these things and get to these underlying causes it is possible for your gut to heal but you've got to get to the underlying causes first and stress is so often um, a contributing factor if not a cause of what's going on with our food sensitivities and then, you know, obviously food and environmental toxins and the other things I've mentioned are just as important. So really looking at each of these things and helping to remove those barriers gives our body the chance to come back into a healthy balance. You know, our bodies are always trying to come back to homeostasis. They're always trying to come back to a place where they can process what is, you know, what they can process out the things that we don't need in our body. But what's happening these days with our toxic overload between food, water, the air we breathe, you know, furniture in our house, the environmental toxins, stress, emotional trauma, all these things that build up is our bodies are constantly overloaded. The liver may get backed up, you know, the kidneys having issues processing things out. Our colon physically can get stopped up, you know, for those of us who are constipated, we're not getting rid of toxins as quickly as we're taking them in. And so we, we can't handle this extra inflammation or extra um, stress on the body that's created from stress itself, right? So bringing those things down and really um, emptying the bucket a little bit and helping us come back to a good place, working with the vagus nerve and, you know, really supporting the body in this way by having a routine, you know, day, including stress management in your daily and weekly routine. And there's so many things we can do, you know, anything that helps you feel relaxed or a little bit more relaxed. I know for everyone, it's not achievable to feel completely relaxed 
and I was there once too, so I totally get that. Um, but anything you can do kind of on an ongoing basis, whether it's taking deep breaths, getting outside, um, you know, standing barefoot in the grass and actually connecting to the earth, but even if you have your shoes on, being in nature, um, getting good sleep, meditating, yoga, there's so many things we can do to bring stress down. So choose something that you love, and I invite you this week to try and include it in your um, daily routine and or at least your weekly routine exercise is fantastic there's so many things we can do to to counter the stress and you know any bit that you can bring it down even a little bit is really helpful and can really help to decrease this inflammation so super important topic i um hope that you take my challenge and try to find something this week that can support you and and contribute to less stress in your life or better managing the stress that is in your life um and if you want more information about this kind of thing, I do offer a free training where I dive into the five key steps, the five key areas, you know, some of these things that, that we've talked about today between stress and figuring out your food and um, looking at limiting beliefs and really checking in and, and learning what your body really needs. Um, there's, there's a lot of information in that training that can help you um, move forward on your path to taking control of your food sensitivities and really finding lasting relief versus just putting band-aids on the symptoms by maybe taking out one food but then you can develop another food sensitivity you know so there is it's really important to get to these underlying causes and that that training um i created that training to to help people understand the areas that can be so influential in in um triggering our food sensitivities and preventing us from healing but then also those same areas as we support our bodies holistically in those areas can help promote healing so i hope that's super useful for you i'll link it in the description um attached to this video and um if you are super ready for change and want to um dive even further into taking control of your food sensitivities, I also offer a free coaching session. And I'm super happy to take that time with you and help you come up with a plan that will work in your life and for your body to really take control of your food sensitivities. Um, you know, during that time, we can dive into what your struggles are and then also help you come up with this plan that can help you get to where you want to be. So um, let me know if you're interested in that. I will also link my calendar um, in the description attached to the video and feel free to click there and, and choose a time that works for you. And, and, um, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you and I'll see you in my next video.